With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast. It is baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Faces Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. Folks, the World Series begins today. Welcome into the Vivid Seat Studios from OB Overtime Betting. Greg Peterson coming at you with another great podcast as helping me look at this World Series is going to be one of our good buddies, Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub. He will be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be taking a look at this series from a variety of angles where he's seeing the value and just in general what he expects from this World Series. So that's going to be a lot of fun. In the final segment, I'm going to be giving you my plays for Game 1 of the World Series and a little something I like to call Touch Em All. I did go through the series price yesterday. That is largely unchanged. If you're looking at the Astros on the series price, anywhere between minus 220, minus 225-ish, somewhere in that range, you're going to find a comparable number. Obviously, it's going to vary a little bit from book to book, but if you're looking at the Nationals, that's right around a plus 185, plus 190-ish. So that is what we've got there. If you want to hear my breakdown of the series price, that is on yesterday's podcast right here, MLB Overtime Betting, which you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So there's a shameless little plug there. And typically in the first segment, I do answer your Twitter questions. You can fire those in at JuniorSquarty1. As always, send those into the timeline. If you send them in via DM, you have as much of a shot of those getting answered as a futures on the Kansas City Royals to win the 2019 World Series. Meanwhile, if you tweet them into the timeline, gosh darn it, you've got yourself a winning ticket. And we do have one very good Twitter question that I feel needs to be answered, so let's get right into it. So you have questions, and Greg may or may not have any insight into them, but let's dive into the Twitter mailbag. Always good to get in a little bit of philosophical question, as Matt Bradley at 
Matt J. Brad 910 SHNRS41, what percent of your bankroll would you recommend one unit to be? Now, this is a very, very complicated question to say the least because with everyone, your unit is going to be a little bit different. I know that industry standard typically is about 1% of your bankroll would be one unit. So, Let's say that your bankroll is $10,000, which obviously if you've got a $10,000 bankroll, things are going very well. And this is just money for gambling. This isn't the money that you're putting out on a mortgage or anything like that. This is money that you are putting into sports betting and sports betting only. So at $10,000, that would be $100, things like that. But it all depends on various things as well. Let's say that you've been just honing in on this sport for many, many years. You have a successful track record. Maybe you vary it a little bit, and it depends on what sort of a player you are as well. I go less than 1% of my bankroll personally because I've got a lot of volume. I know that things are going to be a little bit more volatile because I am putting out there more plays, and I want to ensure that if I do have a little bit of a rough stretch like Truth be told, I did in September that my bankroll is just not completely lit to the ground because I had one bad month that I was putting like 10% of my bankroll on a play or anything like that. And that's another factor in this as well. I will say this no matter what percent of your bankroll you decide to put into your actual unit, anything like that, always make sure you don't bet more than you can afford to lose. That is the number one most important piece of advice that I can give you. Nobody wants to go broke with betting. I know that some of you out there do this recreationally. Some of you guys, you do this as a second form of income. And heck, some of you guys, you do this as a living in general. But no matter what kind of a better you are, never afford to put yourself in danger of losing more than you can afford to. That's the one thing I will tell you right there. But like I said, the volume that you have, the familiarity that you have, and just the track record as well. You probably want to go a little bit lower if this is a little bit of a newer sport. And like I told you guys on this podcast a few months ago when we had a great interview with Minty Betts, one thing that I recommend if you're doing like a new sport, let's say that it's the beginning of the 2020 MLB season, you've never bet baseball before, maybe give yourself like a two-week trial run where you're keeping track of what bets you'd make at exactly what price, when you'd fire on them and everything like that, but don't actually bet your money on it until you find a little bit of a rhythm and a system that works for you as well. And then when you find that system that works for you, then you start betting actual money as well. So hopefully these are all good little building blocks that you can take in regards to building your actual unit size. If you're a little bit more of a conservative better, you're someone that you don't have a lot of plays, maybe you go a little bit higher on the bankroll because you maybe have a little bit more confidence. You're really honing in on just a few plays a week. If you're someone like myself, you're taking the just spray at absolutely everything on the betting board approach, you probably want to go a little bit lower with your unit amount. And like I said, just make sure that you never bet more than you can afford to lose. And something that you can't lose on is going to vivid seats for all your tickets, whether it be the World Series that's going on right now. Maybe you're a person that loves to be able to go to live football games, NFL, college football, basketball's right around the corner. And maybe you're not one for watching live sports in general. Maybe you're a little bit more of a concert goer. Vivid seats 
Sheets has you covered on all of it. And if you go into the app, you're a first-time customer and you put in overtime. That is all one word, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. You're able to get up to $100 off of all tickets. So be sure to go to Vivid Seats for all your ticket needs. And a man that I'm able to go to for all my betting needs is Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub. He does a terrific job of handicapping a little bit of everything. And he's going to be joining me next to take a look at the World Series. And that is coming up right here on MLB Overtime Bet. Greg is phoning a friend and going out to the Azunia Hotline. And we are back here on MLB Overtime Betting. Greg Peterson coming at you from the Vivid Seat Studios out here in lovely Las Vegas. We've had some very good luck with getting on guests all season long. And one of my favorites works out there for 98.5, the sports hub. He does a podcast over under 98.5. And this is a man that does terrific work out there in Boston, Massachusetts. As you can follow him on Twitter, at Joey Murr, and the last name is spelled M-U-R-R. His last name is actually Murray, but he just goes with M-U-R-R on the Twitter handle. And this is a man that breaks out a little bit of everything. He's been in lockstep on the MLB all year long. He's been killing it with college football. He's doing a tremendous job with the NFL. This guy does hockey, NBA. He does a little bit of everything, and it is a great pleasure to have him back on the podcast. Joe, how are you today? Greg, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited for the World Series here. I am as well, and what do you make out of this World Series and the way that we got here? Because Washington Nationals, it looked like we're going to lose the Milwaukee Brewers in that wild card game. Then all of a sudden, they go on that big burner run against the Dodgers. They come back against the Brewers, and then they clean sweep the St. Louis Cardinals. Meanwhile, the Eastern Astros, we all expected them to get to this spot, but they had to be taken to the maximum amount of games by the pesky Tampa Bay Rays. And then things were a little bit uneasy in that series against the Yankees as well as they weren't getting a whole lot of clutch hitting until Jose Altuve got that home run in game six. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess to your point, uh, are we surprised that it's Nationals Astros? Probably. I mean, I probably think most people didn't think that the Nationals would get here. Just off the bat, like I looked up the line for it. I have Astros minus 225 for the series. That's too juicy for me. Like, I feel like the Nationals aren't getting enough respect here. That's a team that just knocked off. You mentioned it. They took care of business with the Brewers. I mean, they just beat the Dodgers. It's probably supposed to be the Dodgers here, right? So the more you look at it, minus 225 for the Astros, they're being overinflated. Now, I know they just beat a Yankees team that you know, made a nice little comeback here and it took Altuve to hit that home run there to, to send him to the World Series. But 225 was actual betting odds to me, and I, I know you do it as well. It just seems a little too juicy for me. I don't know. Isn't like the Nationals the story of the year? Like a team that was going to, you know, basically essentially fired their manager, was going to be out of it. I mean, they hung in there. The more you look at it, like the fact that they're here, I actually liked the plus 185 in that spot. I am right there with you. And I was seeing mostly minus 220. So right in that neighborhood on the Houston Astros. And taking a look at game one, it's going to be Max Scherzer against Garrett Cole. Now, Garrett Cole, it's been nothing short of amazing. Last time he lost an actual decision was in May. The team has won each of his last 16 starts. So you take a look at this matchup, it makes it difficult because you're having to lay $2 to fade Max Scherzer on the money line. Meanwhile, if you take the Washington Nationals, you're fading a guy that has went 16-0 and in his last 16 starts. But with that said, when you take a look at the price at plus 180 on the Washington Nationals, if you're betting the money line here and you're not betting some sort of a run line or some alternate number or something like that, I don't know how you take the Astros just at that price against Max Scherzer. I agree with you. Plus, 
They just got off that emotional win. There's still going to be a little bit of a hangover factor. They're playing a team that can look it up. I'm not sure if they even played each other during the regular season here, and I don't even know if you can take that into effect. They did but, not. Okay, either way, low-scoring game. Low-scoring game, would you benefit Scherzer in that case? You know, the more I look at it, I know Cole allowed one run, striking out 32 and 22 in the third innings just in three postseason starts this year. So, yeah, they're both going to be lights out under right away, right off the bat. And I see on my end, I see it at six and a half. So, yes, under. And I know it's even money, and actually the over is a little juiced on that one. I don't know if I can go with a side here, actually. But for me, total, all day long, six and a half. I would go under, but we know that Scherzer's given up the long ball a couple times. So if the Astros get runners on base, they can go deep at times. So I'd hate to go under in a game one, but with these pitchers on the mound, it's a little juiced up there for me to take Houston, but I'd probably lean the under. I agree with you. As we've got Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub joining me right here on the podcast. And this number opened up at seven. And across Vegas, I still see a couple seconds. I still see a couple sevens, but the under is just a minus 125. So you're certainly paying a price if you get the seven. And typically, I'm one of those people that I always say that so few of these totals fall right on that number. I think that these games are going to be an exception because you got to think that when it comes to game two, Steven Strasburg against Justin Verlander, we're going to see another total that if you like the seven, you're going to have to lay a lot of juice on the under. If you like the six and a half, you're going to get a little bit more favorable. But I think that this entire series, even game three, Zach Greinke against Patrick Corbin, the theme is going to be very low totals. Oh, yeah. And again, I want to see how game one, if that game one is low scoring, I think we'll be able to figure out each game here and how it will go. I mean, most World Series, you're not truly surprised. We know what happened last year with the Red Sox and Dodgers. And I was a guy that was watching it night in and night out. And the Dodgers had the chances. Uh, but the Red Sox came up here. Houston has all the pressure in here. Just looking at it here, we were just talking about Garrett Cole or Scherzer. Scherzer's 12 to 1. Garrett Cole is 8 to 1. If you like Zach Greinke, 25 to 1. Now, the question is, how will Houston use its bullpen? Because they use a lot of starters out of their bullpen. That's something that we saw last year with the Red Sox because Alex Cora was a part of that Astros team. I think the Nationals keep things the way that they do because that's what's worked all year for them. But I think the Astros might be a little bit deeper using their starters out of the bullpen. Now you bring that up and the only reason why, in my opinion, the Nationals are here are because they have been using starters out of the bullpen. Mm. We saw Steven Strasburg in that wild card game. Pitched three innings against the Milwaukee Brewers. Max Scherzer came out of the bullpen in that series against the Dodgers. Now, they really didn't have to do this much against the Cardinals. I think that Patrick Corbin made one appearance out of the bullpen in Game 1 against the St. Louis Cardinals. Might have been Game 2, but by and large, they really didn't have to implement that strategy because the St. Louis Cardinals, well, they were just absolutely no match for the starting pitcher for the starting pitching of the Washington Nationals. But I'm actually a little bit more intrigued to see how the Nationals use their bullpen because by and large, for the season, the Nationals' bullpen, as we both know, absolutely awful. But they've got two guys that they can re- rely upon. Danny Hudson and Sean Doolittle. And then when you get to the other guys, it really becomes a little bit of a horse apiece. But that's been mitigated by using these starters. That's a good point. And that's winning baseball at this point. That's how you win, right? I mean, just ask the Dodgers. They stuck with their starter. And listen, they used the guy who did well in the playoffs last year. It didn't work out. It's a good point, though, about the Nationals there. You know, for me, I've just been so surprised at how they keep winning. I didn't realize that they were going to their starters. So, excellent point. But now they have rest, right? They had a few more days to rest in Houston. Maybe they can uh, use that extra rest here to give them a push, possibly for seven games or even less. 
I agree with you as Joe Murray is joining me right here on the podcast. And that's exactly what I've been saying on this podcast is that the extra rest for the Nationals, I think it's actually a benefit for them because so many times we see a team that wraps up the championship series early in four or five games and it actually hurts them in the World Series because the bats are a little bit tired and we could certainly see that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Washington Nationals are not able to get to Garrett Cole. I don't know if what, whether that'll be a case of rust or just a case of Garrett Cole being that good. I think it could be a combination of both those things, but I actually argue that because the Nationals have been using guys like Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, all these guys out of the bullpen, that it actually helps them out. And I think that the way that the Nationals are going to be able to win this series is by shortening it as much as possible because the way that they've been using their pitchers in this postseason is that pretty much everyone's on call in every game. When you get to that game six, game seven, these arms are going to be tired. Meanwhile, if you're able to get those wins in game one and game two, it really sets you up in a very nice position. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for me, take everything out of the window. Throw, throw everything you know about sports and baseball out the window or even gambling. Washington has a shot here. They absolutely have a shot. Star pitcher, we all know about Strasburg. Okay, we know he's a guy that years ago they didn't use. Now they have him. They can use them in any spot that they want. Their hitting is hot. They just be one of the best teams in all of baseball that probably should be here. They're the ones with nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. The potential they've had all the years now, they are set up to absolutely win this. And Houston's been here before. You can look at Bregman, Springer, Altuve, everybody. Look at them all. But, you know, you might forget about some of these guys. Rendon, Soto. Like, they have other people here that can play well. And the more I look at these MLB odds, for the World Series, it's Houston, it's Houston, it's Houston. You know, Carlos Correa, Gary Cole, Yuli Gurriel. Like, you just continue to look. Justin Verlander, Jordan Alvarez. I just feel like Washington's not getting the respect. And in these type of situations, I like to lean towards the dog here. And I'm actually excited for game one. I think the, the, the ratings will probably be low, right? But those true people love to bet on the game. I do think they're going to find some value here with the underdog that's really getting no respect nationally, in my opinion. And I think the proper way to bet this series is by going game by game rather than the series, because I think the Astros are going to win the World Series. With that said, I don't want to lay minus 220 or minus 225 on a series price. Meanwhile, if the Washington Nationals win just one out of these first two games, because right now, like I said, the line that I'm seeing on the Houston Astros right around minus 190 to minus 200 plus price on the Nationals between plus 175 and plus 180. Got to think that game two between Strasburg and Verlander Somewhere going to be in that neighborhood. If the Nationals, if you bet on the Nationals both times and they win one of those games, immediately your bank rolls up because you're getting these plus prices. Yeah, and looking at the odds here, six games is 200, seven games is 210. So does that tell you that they think it's going to go the distance here? And if that's the case, then why not lean Washington? I just I was just looking at that for a second. Why five games plus 300? If that's the case and everyone loves the Astros, then you jump all over that. Plus 300, if you mentioned the first two games, if they can win one of those, the more I look at it, if you like Washington, if you like the Astros, plus 300 might be the way. Just depends if they can take care of those first two games. And I can't even find myself to bet on a sweep because there is one thing that I feel like is unequivocal and cannot be debated. The game four starter, if the Washington Nationals have Anibal Sanchez on the mound and the Houston Astros go to a bullpen game, It'll be in Washington, and Washington is going to have the advantage right there. Anibal Sanchez in that game against the Dodgers in the NLDS, he looked terrific. 
He took a no-hitter into the seventh inning against the St. Louis Cardinals. He was great. And for the Houston Astros, if it's a bullpen game, sure, Jose Urquidy looked decent against the New York Yankees. He wound up getting five strikeouts, went two and two-thirds innings, giving up one run. Brian Peacock gave up a run as the opener, but you got to give a massive advantage to Anibal Sanchez, and that extends the series even further and pushes it back to Houston for, at the very least, a game five. Yep, and we know it. Sanchez is done, right? I mean, this is a guy that I watched Annabelle Sanchez here in Boston. They felt like 15 years ago, okay? Like, that's how long ago it was. Guy gets traded away. Multiple no-hitter opportunities here. He threw one in his career. I'm shocked he's here. To be honest with you, it's just someone who's followed him for years. Shocked. Still pitching well, and he's a guy that can get them over the hump. I mean, you said you like Houston to win it here. For me, all the value is Washington. For me, if you like the game of baseball, I would sit back, could have put a couple of dollars on Washington to win the whole thing, and then maybe play it by year. If you're in a game five with the Houston closeout situation, I will say this. If Houston is in the closeout situation, let's say they're up, you know, three games to one. You know, the more I look at it, if they have a chance to close it out, I think they will. Yeah, it's just one of these situations where I'm going to be betting this thing game by game. I just can't go with the serious prices. We do have Joe Murray joining me right here on the podcast. But one thing, if I were looking at something outside the pre-flop totals and sides, is actually in-game totals because we've noticed it all postseason long. It feels like all these runs are being scored in one inning. I mean, let's just go back to game five of the ALCS. Game was four to one after the first inning. Game ended four to one. The Washington Nationals in their closeout game against the St. Louis Cardinals had seven runs on the board in the bottom of the first inning with one out. They ended the game with seven runs after having seven in the bottom of the first inning. It's one of these situations where I don't know what it is, but it feels like all the scoring is in the first inning. And I feel like the best way to be able to play these games, if you're looking at live totals and live sides, is just taking the under after that one big inning because it feels like you get all those runs in one inning, then the game dies. It's either that or you can maybe you can go over first inning runs as well here. But yeah, you mentioned it. First five you can bet, second five you can bet. It's a good point here. So in-game betting, which a lot of people love to do now, you heard it from Greg. Maybe after that big run inning, take the under going forward. Absolutely. If you're looking to bet in-game, I think that that's the best advice that I can give. And Joe, I know you give a lot of great betting advice as well. Not just on baseball, not just on football, but you do so for hockey as well. You do a little bit of everything. You're out there doing over under 98.5, a terrific podcast. We had Dan Livschatz on this podcast a few weeks ago. He is your co-host. He does a terrific job as well. Let the good people at home know where they can find you, know where they can find the podcast, and just get a little bit more Joe Murray in their life in general. Yeah, just search over under 985 podcast. You can find it wherever. iTunes, people go there, Apple Play, you name it, and our website, 985thesportshub.com. We have everything, including the Patriots game. That would just happen on Monday Night Football. We have the coverage for them, Boston Bruins. And the Celtics, who just had a major signing in Jalen Brown. So we're covering pretty much all the uh, all the national teams here and all the local teams here in Boston. And uh, we're the guys who talk gambling year-round. And you can check us out at Over Under 985. And it is all so magnificent. A big thanks to Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub out in Boston for joining me in the last segment. And coming up next, I do break down Game 1 of the World Series and give you a side and total on this game. It's something I like to call Touch Em All. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem, so yeah, he better not blow it. 
Vincent Joe Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub for joining me in the last segment as we are back here in the Vivid Seat Studios for MLB Overtime Betting. And it is that time of the podcast in which I give you a side and total on all one game on the Las Vegas betting board in something I like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. And you're able to find a line on this game along with player props, First fives, first inning props, so many different options on the World Series with my friends at MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag and you type in the promo code OVERTIME, that is all one word, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, you're going to get your first deposit doubled. That is up to $1,000. Maybe you're not so keen on betting the World Series as well. Maybe you're looking forward to college basketball, which is, ironically enough, just two weeks down the line. MyBookie has you covered there. You're able to do futures on so many different sports as well. Like I said, mybookie.ag, promo code OVERTIME. You're able to get your first deposit doubled on all of it. And hopefully I'm going to be able to double the amount that you bet on this game. Perhaps a little bit more. Obviously, you don't want to be betting your mortgage on this game or anything like that. But hopefully I'm able to help you grow your bankroll in 901-902 on the bank rotation as the Washington Nationals are on the road against the Houston Astros. Garrett Cole goes for the Strohs. Meanwhile, Matt Max Scherzer for the Washington Nationals. Total on this game is dipping right now. I see two sevens out there, but the juice is massively on the under. Under is anywhere between minus 125 and minus 130. The over is anywhere between plus 105 and plus 110. Everywhere else across Vegas has a six and a half. The over has juice of minus 120. The under is even. If you're looking at the Washington Nationals, your plus price here ranging between plus 175 and plus 180. If you like the Astros, laying anywhere between minus 190 and minus $2. This is a spot where I've got to be looking at the Washington Nationals. I do like the fact that Howie Kendrick, who has not necessarily been the best fielder for the Washington Nationals, is now in the designated hitter spot. He had that grand slam in Game 5 against the LA Dodgers to be able to send this team to this spot. And during the regular season, he hit above a 340. He was a little bit banged up along with Ryan Zimmerman. Zimmerman in that Dodgers series also had a big home run. And then you've also had Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon have their moments. Anthony Rendon in that series against the St. Louis Cardinals. He hit above a 400. Juan Soto actually hit below the Mendoza line in that series, but by and large, you know that he's going to be able to produce. And then you've got Adam Eaton and Trey Turner at the top lineup. They do a great job of being able to get on base. Victor Robles has had a nice postseason. I really like the way that a lot of the other lesser guys have come to the forefront as well, like a Michael A. Taylor. He was absolutely atrocious during the regular season. He's made some big contributions, including a home run in that series against the Cardinals during the postseason. And for the Houston Astros, I know that they've had a couple nice outbursts, but in their 11 games of the postseason so far, they've broken four runs in just four of them. So they've had some issues in that regard. Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, guys like that have had some of their struggles, especially in the championship series. Jordan Alvarez, I think, went one of 22. I mean, that's just absolutely putrid. The guys are really getting the job done. George Springer, Jose Altuve, and Michael Brantley, they've really been the constants for this team. And Yoli Gurriel, no doubt, had a big home run in that series against the New York Yankees, but I think that he had just a buck 25 in that ALCS as well. We're really seeing the depth of the Houston Astros lineup not coming through. And for the Washington Nationals, you got to think that Mad Max Scherzer is going to be able to give this team at least seven strong. Even when he was coming off the injured list, he was still throwing 99 despite the back injury and everything like that. His problem was command. And ever since that start that he had against the Milwaukee Brewers, he wound up giving up three runs while recording to the first three outs of that start. Ever since the moment that he gave up that second home run, he's got an ERA right around a 0.5 for the postseason. Meanwhile, Garrett Cole, he's given up one run in 22 and two-thirds innings. He's getting 11 point, He's getting 12.7 strikeouts per nine innings. The last time this guy lost a decision was in late May. 
It's absolutely incredible what he's done. Over his last 24 starts, he's given up more than two earned runs just twice. This guy is on another planet. The Houston Astros bullpen, aside from Roberto Azuna, looked very good in that championship series. And with the Washington Nationals, you got to think that if needed, someone like a Patrick Corbin might be able to come in out of the bullpen and help this team out. And then you also have Sean Doolittle and Danny Hudson, who are fully rested. They're probably going to be able to give this team more than one inning if needed as well. Those are the two guys that you can really rely upon from this bullpen. This is a spot where... I know that it's tough to fade a pitcher that is 16 and 0 in his last 16 starts, but it's also tough to lay $2 going up against Mad Max Scherzer as well. So it leaves you at a little bit of a horse apiece, but I do think that Mattress Mac is going to be out putting a lot of bets here on game one. I think that there's going to be a lot of other people that are going to be putting in some bets on the Houston Astros. So going to be taking the Washington Nationals on the money line. Still waiting Simo to see if this maybe creeps up to like a plus 190 or something like that. So I'm right now checking in on that. With regards to the total, it opened up at seven. It has quickly went to six and a half. Or if you still like the seven, you're laying a whole lot of juice. So I already fired in on that under. I would still take it at six and a half with that even juice as well if I needed to as well. So that is where I'm at with game one of the World Series. And like I said, I did go through the series price yesterday on the podcast at the top of the podcast as well. So if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast and you want to listen back to that as well, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Ever have a question for the podcast, feel free to fire it into the timeline at D one A big thanks to our man Joe Murray out there with 98.5 The Sports Hub for joining me in the second segment. And let's make this World Series and this day a successful, profitable, and fun one. I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.